welcome to episode one of the Hawkcast. Our guest today has played 187 games for the Hawks. He has scored 5,423 runs at 32.28. As a wicketkeeper, he has 121 dismissals. And incredibly, he's also taken 43 wickets at 19.7. Uh, true legend of the club. Welcome, Ben Daly. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, Benny, look, uh, obviously, well, first of all, during this whole COVID-19 sort of stuff, are you and the family all going well? You're not we're getting good, too bored? We're all good. We're cruising. The young fellas um, casting me a few times front yard cricket. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're working through it. It hasn't really affected us too much. Tyson would let you know about that too, wouldn't yeah, he? He knows I get a good send-off every, every <laughs> couple of innings. It's good to know you're keeping sharp, though, mate. You're keeping sharp yeah. in the off-season. But obviously, mate, look, uh, congratulations and you Taking enough for Premiership, uh, you know, you're second as a captain at this club. Uh, didn't probably win it the way you wanted to, but nonetheless, you know, you guys are the best team all year. So uh. Yeah, we finished on top and um, with the hard yards, you know, unfortunately it worked out the way it was, but um, so much we can do about it. We um, they only had to let us go another week and a half, but they've um, taken the cautious approach, but yeah, we um, got the job done. Mm. We'll, we'll come back and talk about that season a little bit more later, but I guess just initially, what... Um, what do you think was, was there something special that stood out to you about this group of players or, um, you know, what goes into making a, a premiership side? Well, I think you've got to start planning at the very commencement of the season. You've got to get your core players and, and just try and solidify that team mentality that we're here as a unit and we're trying to achieve something. We're not just cruising through the year and we win, we win, we lose, we lose. So I think they've got to all be invested in, the, in it. Um, and so there's different temperaments and some guys are a bit more casual and think for grade, you know, train and get back around and other guys uh, enjoy their cricket and want to um, improve their stats and challenge themselves. So it's just trying to get the best out of, out of you, you individuals mm. and then you come together as a group. Yeah. We were talking just before um, <clears throat> to, about like how you joined the club. So you're, uh, 2009-10 was your first year here. Yeah, as you mentioned, the surprise factor that you, you actually joined as a bowler. Yeah, so Quinton Gordon, um, who's over in New Zealand at the moment, um, he was a, one of my staff at one of my businesses and he was playing for the club and he encouraged me to come down and um, so I came half, uh, just after Christmas and I was actually the same, first training, the same session that Source, another cl- uh, club <laughs> great, Mark Fuller, rocked up. So um, yeah, first session there, both together and um, I've just loved it ever since, great group of lads and like the atmosphere and it was just um, half a day out in the sun with... No phone and good lads, and um, yeah, just can't get enough of it. And so what grade were you playing that very first season? Um, so I played initially fourth grade under Terry, uh, Terry Doherty was captain. Um, I'm not sure if he had a fifth grade or sixth grade back uh, then. I think that was, yeah, the, yep. Yeah, so we were sort of the whipping boys of the competition, so um, we were always sort of bottom half of the ladder for a few years there, and had to work hard to improve our position up the ladder. And you actually... Uh, a pace bowler at that point. Yeah, so I came as a fast bowler. Um, I hadn't played since uh, year 12 at school, so there was a good gap. Uh, well over a decade there, where I hadn't yeah. picked up a bat. I hadn't played even park cricket, like maybe a couple of games of beach cricket and hadn't played at all. So, um, yeah, it used to be a lower of bat and um, opening or first change bowler. Mm, that's great. And then, so you hurt your back and that's how you actually taught yourself to become the batsman that you are today? Yeah, so I enjoy my training, so I'd, um, I'd train pretty frequently and um, once the back went a bit, um, I'd uh, look at what I was doing and um, I remember I got a 54, just hacking down the order and that got my confidence up and then just enjoyed the batting aspect and started working on that a bit harder. Bertie was 
around then, and I, we also had John White, who was, I think, the first year, and, um, and they, they gave some good pointers and gave me some stuff to work on. And we'll come back to your game, but tell us, what, what, did the, what did the club look like back then? What was it like walking down a Hessian Overland in 2009? Uh, we didn't have the great facilities we have today, like the Nets were the, the older ones. Um, we didn't have the picket fence. Um, the, the committees over the, the years have done some great work. But we had a really good group of guys. We had um, probably more of a drinking culture and a bit more relaxed, and, and we were sort of the underdogs and... and the lower end of the competition, so um, it, was, it was a lot more casual, I suppose. Like as as we ramp things up, like the committee built a good foundation with our juniors and things like around the club to help improve our on field on field performance. It's good, and I guess sequentially moving forward a little bit. I remember the first time I met you, Ben, was uh, my good friend Ellie and I were down at the Nets having a having just a, a little bowl, and you came over and. Uh, very openly, just um, you know, very very nicely, kindly asked us, you know, did we play for a club? We should come play for the Hawks, and uh, yeah, that next season we signed up. But one of the things I do remember from that interaction is um, you said you were the treasurer. So um, in as much detail as you want, do you want to talk a little bit about your involvement off the field? Um, how did you go from you know joining in two thousand and nine to ending up helping behind the scenes? Um, well, just. Yeah, I just enjoyed the whole club atmosphere and um, just wanted to help the club out. Um, I, I suppose we weren't in the strongest financial position in, when I first started and just saw a few gaps there I wanted to help and um, Josh Mitchell was his first year as president. Um, so it was an interesting experience. I think I've been on the committee, just a committee member the year before, and then just want to step up into that treasurer role. And actually, he took over from me because I, oh, I, I'd run out, I'd run out of, run out of puff, and so I was like, Ben, please, please uh, help. And so uh, yeah, thank God uh, Ben stepped in. But um, you were telling us before, Ben. I think it's important that we we uh, you know the, the wider club hears these stories, but. Um, Back then, things were pretty tight, and you, you were telling us about the trophies that year. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Um, so, unfortunately, our major sponsor didn't come through during the course of the season, and um, that was a large sum of money that we relied on. So, at the end of the year, I had to pay for the trophies, essentially get reimbursed by the club, because um, we had no money. So, that was a sort of scary little time, just that uncertainty about when that, that um, sponsorship money was coming through. But we had Bendigo come on board. I um, knew a lady in the branch and then she hooked up the, the branch manager so they came to the party which was um, really amazing. Yeah and obviously it's been great work from obviously yourself and Joe Brown and Gilly like the treasurers over the years to build us into a position where we're you know we're got a really good foundation now so um, again shows how far the club has come but uh, I guess to move forward yeah so you yeah you mentioned you, you've played in the last sort of five years five years or so like you just played in countless final series and that sort of thing and obviously Culminated in uh, our first fourth grade. I think it was our first fourth grade premiership in 2016-17 for the club. You got to lead the, the club there. Yeah, that was a great honour. Um, but we earned that the year before. So we got knocked out in the semi the year before. Um, I'm not going to mention Dylan Sheriff's drop cat. Rich <laughs> made 71. We would have had him three for 12. Um, anyway, um, so we earned it the year before. We put the hard yard, uh, yards in. We had to lose the year before to, to win it the, the following year, and um, and it came down to the final over and. Leading five off the last over, and I think we had one or two wickets left, and a big Benny Harris four, and then a wide, and, and off we go. And it was, yeah, really, really great result. 
Yeah. And again, so what are your what are your memories of that season? Do you that 2016-17 season? Do you have a is there a key game that sticks out, or is there a key player? Because um, you know these premiership seasons they're really unique, aren't they? Because you get this one group of players that are essentially they're never together again. We sort of built really really well over the course of the year. Um, we start off up and about, but I wouldn't say we're dominant. We only snuck into the four, so. It came down to our last game where we had to um, win, and I think the bonus points were a factor. And us and Palmy and Ryan were going neck and neck, and um, so we just snuck in. And I think the game there was a game against the other Palmy Gold team where we needed to win, and, and they played in the rain to let us get the game in, essentially. Um, and without that, we probably wouldn't have had the points to to make the four. So that was that was pretty important. Then the next year, obviously, made the big step up to first grade. <coughs> and so, yeah, that was them introducing the one day come across all the grades. Um, so I'm not a big fan of two day cricket; it just doesn't suit me. And um, I played to win a season where 50, 70 overs in the field, walking mm. one side to the other, just doesn't float my boat. So um, well, as soon as I made one one days in all the grades, I wanted to step up and challenge myself. And there were some doubters there, and I wanted to prove them wrong, and, and I had my own self-doubt, so, yeah. Obviously, you went on and topped the runs that season for the club and was part of a team that made the grand final, the club's first-ever first-grade grand final. Yeah, um, that, was, that was probably my biggest disappointment at the club. But we, I put the, the extra work in outside of club training, and um, I'd really built myself to leave the club and have that beginnings to get us over, over the line in the ground end could get done so I'm still down myself about that now but um, as the leading run scorer in the, in the team I had to put on a decent score to get us there so that was a bit disappointing. And what that, that experience I guess in that season um, what did you find honing a bit deeper into your cricket now so you obviously were able to take those positive aspects of your game so the attacking nature opening the batting um, you could take that into the first grade setup, but what were some things that you had to change or you, you had to work on um, as you stepped up that level? Um, I find that, um, I don't find that much of a difference between synthro and turf cricket. I know mm. some people find it controversial, but I find um, the ball comes off, the, it doesn't bounce as much and mm. it's not swing as much. So um, I find the, whip, the turf wickets when the openers are, are stressing about going out and, and sussing the pitch out, I don't really have a problem with wickets. They bounce, you just see ball hit ball. So, because I'm not playing a defensive style of cricket, I'm not sitting back and getting snipped off. So, um, I just like to get on front foot and whack a ball hard and hope there's a drop catch or a few fly over the slips to get me going at the start and off you go sort of thing. But having Young at the other end, when he was on, it definitely, um, if you've got a partner who can push the run rate, it gives you a chance to ease into your innings a bit instead of feeling it's all on you to, to get the run right up. Yeah, and especially you must have felt during that season that um, as as that opening partnership developed, um, you were really able to put some other teams under pressure, I guess. Um, so what does that feel like? You know, you're strolling out there, um, confident, got the axe in the hand, um, looking around and, and seeing some nervous fielders. Um, I think a big part was having the music blaring at the start. We'd have Dylan in the change room, Gina Suffer and Tsunami had come on and, and Blaring that out, would have a dance before we walked on the field, and I think just that relaxed atmosphere and the fun thing translated into what we're doing. And it was a big challenge taking on the Sam Wintons and Reese McDonalds. I've heard so much about, um, and I don't think they had had 34th grade hacks try and whack them out of the park like that. So that was yeah, some good contest there. 
And we actually, like, I mean, again, the club had never really been at the pointy end of the competition, and we actually started that, as I was having a look back, started the year quite badly, and we didn't win until about round five or six, and uh, and you, you yourself had a bit of a slow start, but then I, I guess we really did get on a roll, didn't we, like, as a, as a, as a first-grade unit, and... Um, I'm sure, like, the, the belief, you would have just felt that belief coming as a team. Yeah, definitely. There was a few, like, we were winning ugly there for a period and just getting over the line, and, and I think even this year we did that a few games. You have your, your seasons when you're a good team where you can win ugly and, and maybe not perform your best, and then hopefully at the point end of the season everyone's fired up and, and gets a good form behind them. But um, I think there was a lot of rejigging of the game strategy. Betty had worked with um, with Jack Lickus and, and would look at, and Dylan would give us some good input, input and would look at what we're doing and what we can improve. And it was the first time in that format. So everyone was loading the whole pump. So I think we caught a few people by surprise. And I saw, and we even just the warm ups, having the soccer ball kicking around to music was, was something that no one else was doing. And then I know Runaway Bay and Kumra the following year came out with that same sort of thing and they had copied a few things we did and they had some early success because of it. So that choice, it was a real deliberate choice to play sort of that attacking, um, sort of free brand of cricket, I guess. You had the power plays and and you had to take advantage of them and if if you're none for 60 off sort of 15, 20 overs, it's hard to make that, that big dominant score and even just in the run chase, you slap a big 60 and get it on the board. Um, it makes it a lot easier if you lose a couple and you can just build into the chase. Yeah, uh, that uh, I mean, from what I remember of that pre-season trip to Moorlambar, like it was uh, absolutely something that was devised by Bertie and led by him that, you know, it was almost like because we were coming from a base, I say we, not me playing in there, <laughs> but I was the president at the Cop time. a big part of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I made all of that 12 runs for first grade of my years. But no, look, um, but uh, I think it was almost like Paul said, look, if we play like just normal cricket, like... Just uh, we're not going to win. We're not good enough. And then, so we went in the other way, played full-on aggressive cricket, threw the other guys off. And then by the end, there was so much like positivity and like belief that the guys were actually good enough. But um, so that was obviously like a real masterstroke from Betty. But um, look, moving to to the recent season again, I want to know which which team would you take? Uh, which team would beat the other? The, this year's fourth grade group or the. Uh, 2016 17. The 16 17, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. There's some um, same members in it. Yeah, Tyson Fraser and Mark Wade at the point in. So, yeah. um, and we were really hitting some good form in that one. So, but I'd say the comp was harder back then, too. And so yeah, we had to step up and play a lot better than. I was going to say, because you guys only lost, was it one game or two games this recent uh, We season? only lost two this, this season and both finished in the top four. And we should have won both those. So, we should have really gone undefeated. So, and that's still not that's still not the best team you played. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, um, yeah, we were just winning ugly. We just found a way to win yeah. when we weren't necessarily the best. I don't think we were the best team on paper. I think Madrigal was stronger team than us on paper. Um, but yeah, we, we just won ugly a few games and got points. I want to get into your batting um, now. So this season, nine hundred and nineteen runs at sixty-one point two seven. Sure, you, it seems like you found this sweet spot uh, in your in your batting. Uh, what, what's what's happened? You know, when you think about that, uh, Ben Daly that rocked up in two thousand and nine bowling little mediums to scoring that amount of runs. Um, what, what do you think's changed? Um, it's been a, grad, a gradual progression of just learning my game, and uh, there's a few holes there. I, I try and hit the ball too hard, too early, too often. Um, 
and get caught out for a quick 30. Um, I'd have it of hitting like three, four fours in a row and getting caught or bowled. So I've tried to stop a bit of that. Um, I think this, because I, I captain a team over winter and I'm playing two, two summer teams, two winter teams. And so in winter, a few things clicked and I, I got some good runs in winter and I sort of took that in the summer. So you have a nice game plan now? You're, you're, you're solid when you walk out there? You know yeah, what you're I, trying to do? Yeah, I, I learned from that season in ones a lot. Um, and yeah, just refining things over winter. So every, every season I seem to redo my stance a little bit. Um, you just got to evolve and you'll have your little lean patches and you just got to find a way to, to work through them. I uh, was going to say, like you, you're pretty much as passionate, uh, I guess, a guy on the field as anyone. I recall the, the Porpoises tournament, the little uh, summer, do you remember the Christmas tournament that we had? Um, 2020 tournament, you were in it. Yeah. Uh, it was mainly first grade guys and Benny and yeah. Belly and a few guys, but you know, Be- uh, Benny's behind the stumps saying, like, they need 17 runs and over. <laughs> like, you know, just like, you know, the passion is there. But, like, I mean, yeah, how do you, like, have you managed to, like, stay so driven, so determined to kind of, like, always, like. Um, I played a lot of rep rugby as, as oh, I yeah. sort of always played representing sport. I was a state sprinter, um, yeah, rep, rep rugby and stuff like that. So I sort of have that on-field aggression, I suppose, like that intensity. Um, I've sort of had to tone that down over the years, I suppose. Um, you, you have to work with the group you're with, but um, I just figured while you're on the field, you, you give as good as you got, and the beers taste better after a win than after a loss. So, um, sure. well, I think it's, when you're out there batting, you do what you do, but when you're fielding, it's just those 35, 40 overs where if you can keep the group up and about, and, it's that extra 30 runs you're not chasing that's the difference between winning and losing it. And that's just getting those 1% of someone diving and stopping before here and then um, the bowlers running through and cutting off that single and just little things like that. So it's just getting the whole group invested yep. in it. Yeah, and so that attitude obviously informs a lot about another uh, key contribution, your captaincy. Um, what do you do? You, how? Give us a little bit of a background of that. When was the first time you captained? Um, so the first game I captained was Rugby Park and six bowls away, and uh, I was pretty excited about it. I, I game planned a lot, and then we had Pete Goodchap dropped on zero, and Peter Kresmar dropped on one, um, and they made I think 96 and 92, and we lost. We we fought really well that game, but um, I was really disappointed that um, Goodchap's are they're both good bats, so that was. Um, Pretty disappointing, but yeah, um, that was. I used to field in gully, but I, I sort of once I was behind the stumps and started keeping, that's where a lot opened up to me. I can't read the game half as well unless I'm directly behind the stumps and see how much the ball is moving it or what the batsmen are doing with their feet and stuff like that. And so, what do you enjoy about captaining? Um, I enjoy getting the most out of the guys I've got. I love setting my captain's traps and. and there's a bit of thought that goes into it during the week. Um, sort of start doing some opposition research and, and work out their strengths and weaknesses, and, and even just um, challenging the bowlers to do things that they're not, that maybe they're not comfortable doing. Like I might see they bowl a really good slow ball, and they're not comfortable bowling it in the game, but I've seen them nail it over training and just encourage them to do that. So yeah. Well, uh, I guess uh, the recent, like this year's group. One thing that I really did like about it is that there was a lot of young guys coming through and you did a great job of uh, nurturing that talent. You know, we saw guys like Josh Stewart and Brendan Palmer. I know you didn't actually have Josh for the... I only Brendan had him one or two games. Yeah, but like... Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, look, uh, but yeah, Josh, Brendan, Henry, Mitch Parks, Marcus, whoever else. But like, you know, that, that obviously, even though maybe they weren't as dominant a group as that 2016-17 group, like, you know, that's exciting to see those young guys be part of that winning culture. Yeah, 100%. Um, I had Mitch and Henry in the pre-season at Mwalamba, um, a trial game down there, and, and I was impressed with both of them, and I was excited to have them in the team. Um, Brendo was a bit of a surprise. I hadn't really seen him except for hacking balls, and over the course of the season, I saw him be absolutely massive my bowling the nets enough times. Um, Josh Stewart came in and played a really important 26 night out in the game against Kuma, where we were four for not many. Um, Darcy Riley's another good one coming through. He got a good 50 until he got barbecued by some unknown person. Um, uh, who else have we got? Um, oh, Harry Baird. So, oh, Harry, so that of course. Was, he was fantastic was, this year. So that was a game at Sam Loxton where uh, Henry Shepard was sick. And so I ran over to sixth grade and, and, and yeah, tapped them and said, I'll buy him. And then he did a great job for us. He never left, yeah. No, he always well, he went up. up okay. three, so <laughs> yeah, we we lost right. him, but he was a, a great yeah, and so do you find are there differences um, trying to get the most out of the younger players versus getting the most out of guys that are a bit older? Yeah, um, they're all quite unique, and they none of them are real loud, bubbly personalities, except for probably Darcy. They're all pretty quiet. Um, so it's just the, the young fellas get down on themselves pretty quickly. I remember my first game as a kid playing with seniors and. Um, I took five for 12 and I made 13 not out and I hit my first six. Um, but what I remember from that game is diving forward for a catch and I landed about two foot in front of me and then bounced over my head for what went for four. So even though the lads were stoked with the way I performed, that is what I took out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I looked like an idiot and I messed that opportunity up and, and that's when I was really down on myself. So I try and remember back to that and think the way you talk to these lads, they probably take that home and mm-hmm. reflect on it. Yeah. And is there. Um you know, is there stuff like off the field of training as well that you sort of um, try and work with these guys? Got to like, yeah, communicate maybe yeah. more, more yeah, with so those I'll, guys? I'll or? Try and get to training. I'll, I'll just sit off for a bit and I'll just watch the nets and see who's doing what and watch their areas. And um, I really ch- ch- uh, challenged um, Harry Baird to bowl specific areas to me. And I, I, I wasn't trying to hit the boys out of the nets. I obviously don't want to hurt them if, mm. if they cover ball back, but um, put them under pressure. Yeah, put them under a bit of pressure, and, and just and so, and so imagine I'm the batter on the weekend, and I'm just hacking away. How do you get me out? And um, just back yourself, and eventually you make mistakes if you bat the way I'm sort of batting. Yeah, uh, I guess um, I was interested in a couple of things to ask, but uh, Tyson, your son, like is he like we know he, he plays a bit of cricket. He, I know he's a freakish runner, all this sort of stuff. Will he, uh, will he play a bit for the Hawks going forward? Yeah, or? I think um, this year he sort of he, he played his cricket, then he gave it a, a miss for a year, and he did the same with AFL and played soccer for a year. And so he played Oztag last year, and then he went back into cricket this year, and I haven't pushed it with him. I haven't really yeah. trained him or done anything. I just wanted him to enjoy it. If he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He actually loves it. So he's really passionate about his AFL, but his cricket's nearly on par. Um, it's amazing the amount of times he's wanted me to throw a cricket ball around with him now rather than kick the AFL ball. So um, he's come a, a long way too and he's a good little fast bowler and he's a uh, couple of good scores, 40s, and he's made the under 12 rep squad. So that was really big for him. So maybe there is something there. Yeah, and so I guess having a, having a, a boy at the club, um, where do you see, or I guess what excites you about 
the future of the horse. Next year's our 40th anniversary. Um, yeah, especially you know that whole time you've spent. Um, um, just uh, junior numbers, they're under 10s and under 11s. There's that many teams, so the committee's done an amazing job there. Um, I think we can be a dominant force in the next sort of decade, like the amount of people coming through and um, the things we've got in place. Um, so I'd like to see those boys stay together as a group. Like those, some, there's, I went back and I was looking at some club photos ages ago and there was a year, a few years ago, well, it was when Maloney came through with the Reese Coombs and, and Carters and all that. And I just saw that under 17 steam and how many of them kicked on and have been strong performers for the club for quite a few years now. Where, where do you see yourself fitting in, uh, I guess, going forward? I've heard people say, oh, yeah, ben, yeah Ben's going to play second grade next year, or are you going to... Yeah, where, where do you see... Like, um, if it's up to you hypothetically, where do you see yourself fitting in? Um, so, hopefully with this COVID stuff, it's a short season, it's one day, so I'd love to put my hand up and try and play once again. I've still got to finish business there. Um, Caleb's a man now, and I'd really love to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him and <laughs> push myself. I, I think he's got the goods, um, him and Jack and proper up and about, but um, yeah, I'd like to challenge myself again. Um, the club was good and let us sort of keep uh, as many of our boys together as we could this year. I think we owe it to them to step up and try and um, prop, prop, like push the, the players in the higher grade. So when Berkey was sort of, uh, there was a change in seconds captaincy, I, I was keen to sort of look at that potentially. Um, depends what Jorgo's doing, but um, see what happens. But ideally, if it was one day format, I'd love to put my hand up to play as hard as I could. That's great, mate. So, um, really, really appreciate your time, Benny. Uh, we're coming towards the end now, so we're just going to finish with uh, with a few throwdowns. Uh, so, we've just got uh, five questions. Um, don't have to think about them too much, but uh, let's let's get into it. Who is the best player uh, you have played with at the Hawks? Um, Simon Vandekrieg. Gee, he's, uh... he's, he's, he's the joke. He's, he's the man. Um, good with the bat. Yeah, I remember he got his first hundred. So he, he dropped off a little with the bat, but just what he can do magic with the ball. He's, yeah. he's a beast. He's... Just a little bit left, a little bit right. Little oh, little yeah, little yeah. Nightmare facing the Nets. Yeah. Uh, best player you've played against? Um, Greg Little. Uh, I remember him in fourth grade, um, my first season. He smacked us for 94, not many. Um, Nicky Turner plays for McGregor. He's He's a beast. Um, there'll be a few. Gunny's really good from from Palming. Uh, oh, um, Luke Gordon. He's, oh yeah, from Southport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a destroyer. Are there any? I don't. Sorry, I don't know those guys. I don't know. But are there, are there any bowlers out there that you uh, got nervous facing? Uh, the only ones were in ones. I got cracked in the head by JJ Reid. He split my helmet. And oh, I had yeah. a headache, and if I hadn't had a helmet on, I probably would have died that day. Um, <laughs> and then Oxley. Yeah, from Burley. The yeah, so I played yeah. sixty odd against him a couple of weeks before the granny, but he hadn't played, and he's that um, that English import big tall guy was um, trying to knock my head off. So, <laughs> so he had some wheels, but otherwise, um, yeah, there wasn't much. That, um, what about your funniest memory you have, uh, or funniest story you have from your time with the Hawks? Um, yeah, really putting you a spot now. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, I know Dylan, we had a, a, a at um, the Neils at Simone's house. We had a barbecue there and Dylan jumping off the roof and landing through the table was a cracker. <laughs> um, there's a bit of wrestling going on. Um, the grand final celebrations, that was a pretty cool night. Um, so I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, does a 
particular match, particular win stand out as the, I guess your favourite or most memorable? It'd be the, the fourth grade grand final yep. in 16, 17, that was without that. Just because it went to the wire and, and we weren't sure. I, I thought a couple hours before that were done, so. And uh, finishing off, mate, what uh, what keeps you coming back season after season to this club? What do you love about the Hawks? Um, just great, great guys and um, yeah, just good relaxed attitude here and um, yeah, just love my cricket. And, Exciting to see what's going on, and now the young fellas coming through. Or I don't know what capacity I'll be in the sort of winding down, so I don't know where I'll be. Um, but I'd like to to see him come through, I and mean, if I could have some games with him, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. Well, then, uh, yeah, thanks heaps for your time. Uh, first episode done, uh, Gilly. Uh, look, hope hope, uh, hope you're all back at home. Uh, have enjoyed it. Hopefully, it's interesting, and um, yeah, stay tuned for, for episode two. Thanks, Benny. You're a true hawk legend, man. Thanks, lads. Next time on the Hawkcast, we hear from a life member and club legend. Without the help of Cricket Gold Coast, we probably wouldn't have been here. Um, but there were talks of shutting the doors. It'd just be so much easier to just walk across and play for mm. someone like Coomera. Yep. But I couldn't do that. I wasn't going to let it go down on my watch.